This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bitliff, and I'm joined today by Melanie Shaw out of Chicago. Melanie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. And I'm excited about our conversation today because it puts two really interesting words together, conscious capitalism, which is I don't know, just conceptually really interesting. So welcome. Tell us just a little bit about kind of your, I don't know, areas of expertise or most sort of um, expert perspective on some things when it comes to ProCFO partners, when it comes to financial functions. But then let's dive into some of this conscious capitalism, both conceptually, but there's also kind of a, a tactical or organizational perspective to it. I'm excited to, to dive in. So welcome and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. I'm very excited to be uh, sharing more uh, about conscious capitalism. That's always something that's been very passionate to, to me. And I I don't know that before I could really put words to it. Um, over the last few years, uh, there was a conscious capitalism movement in books started by John Mackey. And so I'm actually, I joined the leadership team for the Chicago chapter this January. And when you talk about conscious and and capitalism, right? For me, I'm a CFO. I, I grew up a numbers girl. Um, at the same time, I always I also grew up at the same time um, wanting to give back and be of service and had a lot of nonprofit interests. So for me, the merging of the conscious and the capitalism was very close to my heart. Let's talk about that a little bit because where do you feel like, and from the book, um, where was the need or where was the, uh, where was the kind of, uh, intersection of, uh, what we're going through something negative and where we need to get to something aspirational where a consciousness around capitalism, I don't know, became a focal point. What, what drew you to that concept? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just from, you know, all around, one of the goals of conscious capitalism is really to elevate humanity mm. through business. And if I'm going to be working every day and helping organizations every day and being part of that, that's something that I want to uh, feel that's close to me. Um, and that I'm giving my time and the best that I can, no matter what I'm doing. I think a lot of organizations, uh, this resonates because we're in an, an interesting era of um, introspection in some ways that maybe started two, three years ago uh, with seriousness. And then um, COVID has kind of made a lot of folks, I don't know, examine what they're doing with their lives. We've seen the quiet quitting. We've seen the great resignation. And I think that there's, tell me if you agree, an element of looking for value, personal value in the midst of the usual business stuff, the financial value, the the revenue models and the profits and all those things. We're looking for something more fulfilling. And it feels like this idea of conscious capitalism taps into that. Do you think it's just organizationally or is it also personally from a leadership perspective, but also from a, a rank and file perspective? I don't know. Where do you feel the sweet spot there? Is it is it something that we should be doing as a movement, quote unquote, or is it something um a way to live your life uh, where business is concerned. I think it's all of the above. It's, I mean, really living to, to yourself 
and being conscious of that and what that looks like to you, um, what your values are, what's important to you. I think we all through COVID kind of all took a step back and, and took a pause and really took a different look at things that were always within us, but might have been create, creating inner conflict at the same time with some of our values. And what do we want that to look like going forward? And so from a an employer or an employee standpoint, I think both are looking at it differently. Are we acting true to our values? When we're saying that these are the values of our organization, that this is our culture, are we living that every day? Do our employees feel that or are we just saying that? Mm. It's really easy to put uh, maxims and, and posters up and and things that make us or to make a value statement or a vision statement or a, a core values sort of uh, principles. And then to have to check yourself and say, but is this how we live or is this just the words we say? And and that touches so many points, not just the employee experience, but the customer experience. And that's an interesting angle, too, because customers are looking more and more to be working with uh, organizations that align with their values. And they are more um, prepared to leave uh, a customer relationship if it doesn't. And maybe that's um, something that is a cultural thing or a sociocultural, or maybe it's just uh, where you, you know, spend your charity dollars or whatever. I think that this sort of awakening, if we want to call it that, maybe that's a two capital A, but, but this, this new awareness is really interesting. Where did, where did your road kind of lead you to this like what were you sort of experiencing where when when you read this book or when you heard about this or where this connected with you you were thinking this I'm going to dig deeper into this because this you know you mentioned how you've always wanted to be giving back but what was kind of the I don't know instigator for you to really get serious about this I would say different organizations that I had worked with in in the past um, I'd worked for some some organizations and was always very passionate about everything I did because me, that was my being and that was my consciousness and that's where I lived every day. I remember colleagues saying to me, Melanie, we're just selling hamburgers. We're not saving the world. And I'd be like, yes, we are. <laughs> and, if you, and if you look right now, because that's a long time in, in my industry, right, is in the restaurant industry. And the restaurant industry just has millions and millions of employees. And a lot of those started out with no education or didn't finish school. So if you look at society as a whole, what we do as restaurant operators or large restaurant operators, we're really growing the future and, and the careers of, of individuals and looking after their well-being. Are we treating them um, in a way that we've said we want to? I mean, there's something really um, valuable about that perspective. Um, there's something that that transcends business, as you pointed out, and really gets into human connection, which we've talked about a lot. We've talked about that with Halle. We've talked about that with Nelson. We've talked about that, how the people principle really needs to come into place. Uh, Rashid has shared uh, some ideas on that and, and uh, the pillars of that, which leads us a little bit into some of the, I don't know, some of the finer strokes of this conscious capitalism. Let's talk about that a little bit. Some of the pillars of that involve higher purpose, mm -hmm. stakeholder orientation, 
conscious culture and conscious leadership. Those are four really interesting ideas. Can you break that down a little bit? Tell me about uh, these four pillars as they relate to each other, but also uh, what what is meant in this context by higher purpose and stakeholder orientation and culture and leadership? Yeah, yeah. So, so higher purpose, for example, is something that's important or that you're doing for something other than just monetary, right? Whether it be social, economic, and, and really helping uh, the world or giving back. What it, What is that purpose that you are, that you have, and what is that, that value, and what does that mean to you? Um, from a, a stakeholder orientation perspective, it's looking at your suppliers, your community, your environment. Everything, like you said, is interconnected. And if we leave or we don't address parts of that or think of that in a connected and a conscious fashion, um, we're really losing. And not necessarily things that we can see easily, but over time, it builds and it adds up and it ends up costing us more, both from a conscious standpoint and a capitalism standpoint at the same time with, with cash flow to your business. Conscious culture, conscious, conscious leadership, same types of things. It's living your values every day. If you say something's important to you, and but you don't live that, and and your the integrity. If your if your actions don't match your words, people see that. Your customers see that. Your employees see that. And if that's something that they're following you because they believe in you, and then they see you break from that, that causes a lot of questions and, and discontent. And now more than ever, people are looking at, is that really where I want to be? Do I want to go somewhere that follows more of those values? So those four pillars coming together are all very interconnected and, and key. And I feel like um, can really create a differentiator. I mean, we talked about how customers are, are less interested in sticking around with an organization that they don't personally kind of connect to values, but that's absolutely true for employees. The workforce has really loudly said, I'm not going to work here unless whatever. And And I think that's interesting. Are you finding that that's true in your sort of I don't know the leadership role as you as you play in the Chicago chapter, or as you network with others, or as you introduce these concepts to the clients that you're working with and the people that you work with. What's kind of the feedback that you're getting on that? Are folks feeling like you know what? Since we've said this is who we are and we're trying to live that, we've found more engagement, or we've found more um, willingness, or we've found more excitement, or kind of what's been the impact of some of that? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, see much more of that the more you're embracing that and living that. I've had some um, clients that they know their culture and they know what they fit. They know the type of business and organization they want to have and they stand by that. 
So when they see things not happening that align, they take action. And, you know, if that's my word, that's what I want to do, but I have to actually show that because everybody else around me sees that if I'm not, and then I lose that. Um, in means of, you know, lesser engagement, maybe they're not working towards it as differently, or they don't really have that roadmap or that vision anymore because they thought that vision and those things were that were important are not there anymore, um, which makes things harder. Do you find, um, well, let me ask you a little bit about kind of the responsibilities that you have. So you mentioned that you you're involved in a leadership capacity with the Chicago chapter. Tell me a little bit about that. So um, is this an organization that I join? Is just is this a book that I read? You mentioned, is this a list of ideals that I sort of apply? How do I start to put this idea of conscious capitalism into play? Maybe, maybe loosely, but also maybe more structured. Do I got to join a club? Like, tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, there's a lot of organizations that are doing a lot more highlighting a lot of these concepts that have now grown and, and be, been even more relevant than ever. So Conscious Capitalism has both an international and individual chapters. So there's CCI, there's in the U.S., I think over 40 different cities and chapters. Um, we've got here one in Chicago that I'm on the leadership team for. There's some in D.C., Atlanta, New York. A lot of the major cities have a chapter now. And they have different programs, both nationally and um, locally as well, to be involved with. So from a local standpoint, our chapter hosts CEO breakfasts once a quarter. So we bring various speakers in that speak on the topic and help them and understand some more of the concepts and how to put some things in action and learn some of these and how do I how do I take that back to my business and how do I create an impact? We also host different meet and greets and then also have book clubs also. So there's been more books that have grown through conscious capitalism and various authors since John Mackey's original book back in 2013 or 2014, something like that, with just some really, really great stories and different options that, that people can take away. And then in doing that and getting kind of involved in this, is there a framework that becomes introduced to me or something uh, that helps me to sort of not just talk about, you know, this idea and not just uh, think, yeah, this is, this is good stuff, but to start to put these things into practice. Yeah. So conscious capitalism brings together some, some, some great leaders from both, I would say the conscious side and, and the capitalism side in consciousness. So there's some very impactful um, individuals from various leadership academies that help put some of these things into practice. We had one of our speakers actually this last Friday was Rand Stegen, who who um, founded and, and runs the Stegen Leadership Academy and really helps people look at some of these things in a different way and gives me information on what do I do now? How do I grow myself as a leader? in some of these practices to make sure that I'm still connecting with it and I'm not lo losing that. And then how do I integrate that into my organization? From a financial perspective, as you're looking at your, your different plans and goals and strategies, right now we're coming up on year end, getting ready to do a lot of our annual planning. I'm looking at one year and three year plans with my clients as a lot of the other colleagues are and, and really asking the questions. 
taking a step back. Is this still where you want to be? Is this still a goal of yours and why? It's in some cases looking at things differently than you had before and taking that step back and to make sure that some of those things still resonate. And if they don't, take action on them. I love that because, um, and I love that we're talking about this at this particular time because we talk a lot. Halle and I just talked about this. Halle Fardy, Chief Visionary Officer at ProCFO Partners. Last week, we were just talking about that. In fact, I think that podcast uh, came out today or yesterday, but we've been talking about this idea of, uh, and Nelson and I, of goals and strategies and how you have to have more than a number. It can't just be your X percent growth or X percent more revenue, but what kind of organization do you want to be? And and what does that mean? So if you want to, uh, you know, create new market share in in some, you know, if you want to penetrate some territory, there are things about that that get into community, that get into um, culture, that speak from where I sit to some of the things that you're talking about, kind of this idea of, of expanding your value proposition outside of just the things you sell but into the way that you sell them, why you sell them, to whom you sell them, who you hire to help you sell them. All of these things become part of the identity of your organization. And that becomes part of your strategic uh, perspective. Do you agree that this becomes, uh, it's not just about sort of, let's feel good about things. That's maybe a byproduct of making good decisions. It becomes part of your strategic value. Yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's how you're generating that impact is by living that every day mm. and not limiting yourself either. As you talk about conscious and capitalism and doing good for the environment and doing good for people or w- raising wages and everybody is always looking at the price tag, right? They're, they're looking at the quantitative about what that looks like at the end of the day. But are we really taking a step back and looking at that from a different level, from a, for more of a, a qualitative basis? In in many cases, it might cost us some more in the short term, but our return and our impact two, three years from now is exponential. And because you can't quantify some of those things, it's harder for businesses to see. Cost of employee turnover. I remember early in my career going, you know, having to do an exercise to, to quantify the cost of turnover. And, you know, people will start at the very basic, well, there's different recruiting costs, and then I've got to train them and that. But at the end of the day, those costs are so much higher, is we're looking, the, the restaurant industry also was very high turnover. But if you take a step back and, and look at it, we would have restaurants, if we would lose one of our key employees or general managers, we were guaranteed, guaranteed a 20% drop in sales in the first year. Wow. Minimum. You start to quantify that. It doesn't become a, you know, can I afford to do it? It's more of a, how can I afford not to? Yeah. What a great illustration on the impact of this and on the value of this. Besides that, some of your most engaged, most thoughtful, most intelligent, most imaginative, most uh, those with the most potential are also those who see the world from a perspective where they're aligned with. Uh, does this organization... Uh, do I do I share the values of this organization? I mean, it's it's there's there's kind of this two edges to it. One is keeping that talent, and the other is attracting more uh, powerful talent because you are um, practicing this idea of conscious capitalism. Is that true? Absolutely. 
And as I'm, am I as a leader doing the work? Yeah. Am, am I doing what I need to do to show that every day to let my organization see what that looks like? So if I want to, if I'm listening out there, I've been taking notes because this is super interesting to me. And maybe I've been on the edges of this, you know, maybe I've been like asking my leadership team, hey, hey, folks, maybe we should be, I don't know, thinking about a different perspective on how we see the world or how we tell people we see the world. What do I do? Like, what's kind of one of the first things I should take uh, do to get a little more structured with this idea of conscious capitalism? Is it, you know, call you and join the club or come to a breakfast or is it uh, just read a book or, or some resource or kind of what's my first steps? The first step is, is recognizing it and, and seeing what works right for you at that time with, mm -hmm. with where you're at. Um, it could be picking up a book as a first step. It could be reaching out to other leaders that have done some of that. It could be uh, joining our, our conscious capitalism chapter in Chicago or on the CCI side, um, bringing it up in your leadership meetings and really having those, those conversations. Taking responsibility for why things are happening and accountability for your own actions and emotions and some of the things not going right. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, hard to do, hard to do and a mark of maturity in a, for a leader and for an organization when you're able to uh, to live that stuff a little better. I feel like uh, there's a really refreshing sort of uh, perspective on this that is very um, meets us at a good time. Like these are conversations that need to be have uh, had right now that, that we need to be have having uh, organizationally, but also personally as leaders. Um, with our teams, as managers, uh, as our of our teams, as as folks who are just looking to get the most out of our jobs, um, and who aren't a manager or a leader but want to be more fulfilled, I think that this comes at a good time. And I'm so glad that you've shared it with us. Uh, this idea a little bit more with a little bit more structure. Um, and I hope that you know out there, if we're listening, if we don't know anywhere else to go, give us a call. Melanie will be happy to, you mm -hmm. know steer you in the right direction and have the conversation to to start moving ahead with that. Melanie, I hope that you'll come back because I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface and I'd love yeah, to dig more yeah. into this uh, in, in another time. And it's been really great having you on the show today. Thank you, Chris. It was great to be here. Melanie Shaw from Procyopo Partners. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.